Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we keep going with our 2020 offseason with our play, our fall-off players for 2020. So we each came up with five players who, I mean, we think are going to fall off from what their totals were this season where they finished in the season or just for whatever reason i don't this list a lot of times when you think of this jeff like we did it we've done it the last couple of years i always feel like that's gonna be easy i'm gonna find guys up there that i know for sure are just gonna drop off and it wasn't necessarily that this year i mean i, I like my picks i think but i'm not gonna if they all if, if they repeat and became good again i wouldn't i guess wouldn't be shocked but these are ones that i guess i feel the most confidence in on falling off there's some kind of question mark there. Actually, one of them I'm kind of just, at least one or two of them I'm kind of just guessing, I think. But it's just, it's based on some logic, I think. I don't know. How'd you, how'd you come up with yours? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a rough list. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I think doing this early is going to be fun to figure out whether or not we are right or wrong. But I'm actually very interested to hear what you have to say because, yeah, I think I, I make some good points, but at the same time, you know, I don't think I went too far off the reservation in order to make this list because, you know, everything is fresh still. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. You know what? Actually, before we do we'll see. I'm going to see if I can find last year's list. I'm curious if I have it out there because um, here we go. We'll see what we picked last year and how this worked out for us. <clears throat> no, okay? Dear Lord. This is always where you look at it and you're like, was I any, were we any good? We did so. it so early. We did this. We did this last year, January seventeenth. So same, <laughs> same time. Why do we do it so early? I know. So here we go. My number one was Eric Ebron. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That was yeah, worked it, out well. He, he wasn't good. Your number one was James White, and he definitely, I think, dropped off from where he was. Was didn't he? Yeah, he dropped down, but you know, didn't fall off the map. He was fine, but he wasn't. He wasn't really. I feel like he wasn't terribly fantasy relevant this year. No, he didn't I mean, feel he, like. He he definitely hit a a high note that year. He was yeah. he was very very good. I think he was in the top ten for a very long yeah. time. Uh, my next was Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> I can't, okay, it's hard to I give mean, myself that one. But spot on though, <laughs> right? Your second was Robert Woods, which actually yeah, I'll, you know, well, you know what? I'd give myself that one. He was still relevant and playable. And both of these, yeah. I'm not going to go huge on, but I'm not incorrect yet. Um, let's see here. My number three was James White. Okay, so. Your, you know, just, um, your number three was Matt Ryan, and I think he he wasn't as as high as last year. But yeah, where did he end up? Well, he was still what was he like twelfth or something like that. Which so was, you know, I mean, it, well, he finished fourth no, last that's, year. I think I you're know. good. You're good on that. I think that's pretty yeah. In, in QB speak, yeah. I, I haven't I haven't hit one out of the park it was, yet. But it was Matt Ryan's every other year thing. Like he yeah, does. I wasn't wrong in that. Um, number four, we both had Adrian Peterson. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but he finished 28th. I get, you know, he just, he was, he was, he didn't use him in fantasy, I'd say. You know, that's all 16 games. He didn't really do much. Um, and then number five, I had Tyler Lockett, who he had games where he was good. Yeah. He, and he, did he had down. others where he wasn't, but he finished 15th. So it's not really a fall off, but it's, it's not as high as he was last year. You know, it's not like I'm not going to. That was a yeah. great call, but it wasn't a bad call. No, it wasn't you know? a bad call. And then you had you had Ebron. So, oh, well, yeah. look at that. Well, you had Ebron and Roethlisberger, and you know, I'll even say with injury, uh, none you know, of our I players tip my hat. Got to give it to you. None of our players 
went higher than they were the year before. You know? Yeah. No, no, so, one, no one jumped up. So not a bad, not a bad list victory. last year. But all right, let's get into this list. Um, I don't know <laughs> where you're going to go. So let's start off with your, I guess, number five. All right, number five. I'm starting with the guy that I still think he's going to be pretty good. But I don't think he's going to touch where he uh, finished this year. And I'm going with Chris Godwin. Okay. I, I like the talent, you know, all of that. But if you look at the numbers that he posted this year, they were gaudy. I mean, he went over 1,300 yards. I think he had nine touchdowns. Um, and they were throwing the ball relentlessly. Um, and, you know, I just don't see that occurring again. They were able to not only have Chris Godwin finish number two, but Mike Evans finish number eight. So it just shows you how much they – you know, through the ball. Eventually, they'll have to learn how to run it uh, one way or another. Jameis Winston will probably be there for one more season to see what happens. Um, you know, uh, I have, uh, I'll probably talk about Jameis, wink, wink, a little bit later <laughs> in this episode, but I, I don't see Chris Godwin quite hitting the stride he did because he was just, he came out of the gates just on fire. I mean, the only guy that did better than him was Michael Thomas. Uh, and unless you talk about him, he was, you know, very different players. And so, I don't know. Chris Godwin just exceeded expectations this year. I don't think he's going to be in the top 10 next year. There's going to be a lot of people that aren't going to agree with you here. Mm-hmm. So, I'm pulling mm-hmm. up uh, – I just pulled up Fantasy Pros. They did a little five, – five of their writers did their their 2020 ranks already. Just throwing them out there. And they have Godwin sixth and Mike Evans seventh. Okay. So, I still – you know, I'm still not there with Godwin ahead of Evans. I'm just not. But – Godwin, where did he end up finishing this year? It was quite, it was number yeah. two. Yeah. See, I can't see that. I think yep. he's still, he's going to, I love, I, I've liked Chris Godwin since his rookie year. I like Chris Godwin. I just think Chris Godwin, for some reason, people just think he's better than Mike Evans now. And I just, he's not, I don't believe. It just doesn't feel that way to me. And there, that offense was, they threw the ball a lot. And something I feel is going to change there because, I mean, can't get away with that throwing the ball like they did this year, 30 picks. Just it's hard to repeat that. So second is going to be pretty lofty. He's going to be uh, – and, and you know what? Even putting people put him in the ranks at six, the guys below him, Mike Evans, I, I'm still – I'm going to pick Edwin Evans over Godwin. Amari Cooper, eh. We'll, we'll see what happens with, in Dallas. but Got, oh, Kenny Galladay, I think I want Galladay. Oh, I take Galladay. I mean, Galladay finished number yeah. three without Stafford. Yeah, there's other guys down here which are, you know, be interesting. But Godwin, he's – yeah, that was relatively high this year. I think people are going to fight you on this one, though. We'll see. Uh, they are. And I get it. He's very good. I, I put him in number five because I don't want the full right. weight of the hate. <laughs> so I'll say my number five. I think this is another guy who see, people seem to like – a little bit here towards the end of the year and think it's just a sure thing. But I went Devontae Parker. How can you – there's no way he can repeat that. What, sixth or whatever he finished? It just – if I don't know if Fitzpatrick's going to be back. If he's not, there's no way Josh Rosen can do this with Parker. Preston Williams will be back. There's just – it wasn't – to me, Parker was good, but I wouldn't even say he's great. There was – he was boosted by two games of two touchdowns, a couple big games there, but – I'm just not sold on him. I'm just not. This team was out of it. They just threw the ball around. They had no running game whatsoever. They just had to toss it up to the only healthy guy they had out there. I like Parker, but I don't like him to finish top 10 again. He's going to be down there. I can't. 
hard to believe, hard for me to even have him in my top twenty. Honest, he's gonna be back end top twenty if anything. I just I'm not buying it. Probably I, he's gonna be around eighteen, nineteen, twenty, somewhere in there maybe on my ranks. Yeah, <clears throat> and um, I completely echo everything you're saying. He actually showed up. He was number one on my list. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's it's just it yeah. can't be repeated, can it? I, I don't believe so. And and Miami is going to be going through a lot of growing pains. They were an awful, awful, awful team. Um, I mean, they showed, you know, Devontae Parker, Jacecki, um, you know, they, you can see they do have some young talent, but they really do have to figure out what they're going to do at QB. Um, Fitzpatrick is getting up there in age. You know they're going to eventually trot out probably a, a young guy uh, next year at some point. And even if I do think that, that whoever that individual would be, I do think that he is probably going to be pretty good, but rookie QBs, you know, not too many of them come out of the door just, you know, rocking and rolling. On top of that, Devontae Parker, this is the first year he's ever broken out. He's, and that is great for him. He has, he does have a lot of athleticism. He does have a lot of talent. We've always wanted to see it, but I think, um, you pair his, you know, his newly gained skills, if you will, <laughs> uh, along with a team that is you still got to figure out what the heck is going on. I think you're going to end up finding that uh, he's going to fall back to where we kind of expect him to be. And and to sh- and what you were talking about too, like propped up at the end of the year. From week 11 on, he was absolutely on fire. Um, I mean, absolutely killing it. How many? He had uh, four games over 100 yards. He had, you know, five touchdowns. Um, that's just one mm-hmm. heck of a, a stretch. And you know, if Fitzpatrick is there, maybe he has a chance to kind of repeat some of that. But they're going to have to establish the, they're going to have to do a lot of the things that that bad teams just don't do. Um, yep. So Devontae Parker, he number one. Well, I'd say Parker and Godwin. That's they're similar in the fact that both of those offenses couldn't run the ball, and they, they can't they can't keep doing that, right? It's just it's you, if you want to be good, you can't completely neglect the run. So both those teams, I think, are going to have to try to run the ball a little bit more. So since okay, wait, that was your number one. I guess I'll do a number. I'll do another one here. I'll do my number four then, because you already got two off the board. And I went with Austin Eckler here. And what is it? Top was he top ten this year at running back in standard? And yeah, this I mean, dep- it depends. Say, a lot. Finish that number seven. Okay, yeah. And if if Melvin Gordon's back, there's no way. Even if Gordon's not back, I don't see Austin Eckler as he's not a. People are just going to slot him in if Gordon left, and that's not the case. I don't. Austin Eckler is not a number one running back. He's a complimentary back, and that's what he'll be. He'll be a good one. He'll be a very good one, but he's going to be overvalued. I believe. I'm already looking at him being ranked 13th here in one of these ranks. He's in the he's 13th. Melvin Gordon 17th. I and this is standard. I'm just not there. I it, he's not going. I'm not buying it. I'm just, I'm just not buying it. He's a solid player. But for the value you're getting him, it's just not worth it, and he's going to fall off from what he did. I think we're just going in reverse order because he's my <laughs> number two. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So yeah, my number two. Once again, I, I mean, I, I do believe that he, I, I like him, and I, I feel bad making this list honestly because all these right. people I'm talking about, I really do like, and I'm glad that they did so well. Um, 100% agree with you on Gordon. Now, we don't know what's going to happen. It's too early in the season. Maybe he goes somewhere else. Maybe they trade him. Whatever. You know, a lot of that could change. But as it stands right now, uh, Eckler is not going to be someone that I draft high because it's going to be you know way too high of a value. I, I think he does kind of remind me of a James White from last year where the game plan matched his skill set and there wasn't anyone else there that can take touches away, at least early on in the season. 
Um, and, you know, look, uh, I think White went from top 10 to, you know, holding on to being in the top 30, maybe 29th. I, I, I feel a very similar fate for Eckler if it keeps going this way. Yep. I, I, I agree with that. That seems a good comparison and what it can be. He's he's a good player, but he's not he's getting propped up a little too much. Um, I'm, I'm just not going to I'm not going to buy it. All right. So let's see here. So that's your number okay. one and two, my yeah. number uh, four and five. So I'm going to go to my number three. You're number four, yeah, right? I'll We're go in. my number four. Here okay. And people are going to say I mailed this one in a little <laughs> bit. But um, I actually really I really like the talent. I just don't like where he um, – it's just way too crowded of a backfield. I'm going with Raheem Mostert. And I know people are going to be like, what the heck? Like how is he going to fall off, right? I'm, I'm sure that's what everyone is thinking at the moment. But Raheem Mostert, I mean – even for the way that they had that three-headed beast and they ran a lot, he finished 20th at when he was supposed to be the third running back. Um, so I think next year, uh, when everyone recovers injury-wise, um, I think that they start throwing it a little more with Gallup. Or I'm sorry, with Garoppolo. Gallup. With Garoppolo. Um, I really like the talent that they're developing there around the wide receivers. You have Kittle, who kind of took a, a back seat a little bit this year. The run game is still going to be strong, but if you don't have this ridiculous, you know, in the last six games, he scored seven touchdowns. I realize that he could be the goal line back, but they have so much talent and, and so many different ways to score that I think that is not something I can bank on. So I think that he could go from number 20 where he was very playable, especially the last half of the year. Um, and he could turn into... He could, Kind of, he could disappear. I mean, it very well could be just the Brita show and the Tevin Coleman show. I mean, you never really know with the 49ers, but um, that's why I put Mostert at number four. Yeah, I agree that this that team, who knows who they're going to use week to week anyway. And but I'm looking at this early, some early ranks here again. And on them, they have uh, Mostert at 25 right now, which to me is still a little high because he's the players below him. Would you rather have David Montgomery? I think I would. Montgomery's a sure thing. He's a number one yet, even for next year. Not not great, but yeah, I'm not a huge fan. But I, I do. I would take Montgomery for the upside rather than Mostert. And he's at point. he's one spot behind Mostert. Um, two spots behind him is Devontae Freeman, who I feel wow. like. Wow, why in right? the world is he ranked yeah. so low right now? He is. No one's. Yeah, he's down there. Sony Michelle below him at 29. Um. I still like Darius Geis. He's 32. Man, I'm going to be getting Darius Geis in a lot of leagues. I want Geis over Mostert. It's going to be it's going to be wonderful. I'm going to have a lot of Darius Geis next year. Where, where do they have Devin Singletary right now? 22 on this rank. So okay. he's 22, spot behind Marlon Mack, spot behind oh, uh, Kerry ac- Johnson. Uh, actually, where's Drake? Drake. Let's see. Some Can of the guys you? that I can't really forecast. Uh, 16th. Okay. Eh, all right. I thought yeah. honestly, I thought maybe he would get the hype and he would go higher. And they got Todd Gurley at fifteen. Man, we're gonna get Todd Gurley some for some value next year. Okay. Todd Gurley is your RB two. That's awesome. I love it. I mean, he was a high end RB two yeah. this year, and we thought he sucked. Yeah, Todd, Todd Gurley <laughs> two spots behind Austin Eckler. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I'll okay. take him. Yep. So. <laughs> all right, you got most of four. You only have one player left. So <laughs> one player left. So let's go to my. Let's go yeah. to my number three. And this is the first name on my list that people could not agree with me and I see why um and there's reasons for this it's not necessarily the talent of the player the talent of the player is he's phenomenal he's great but it's Zach Ertz 
And oh, actually, no, damn it. I love that pick. I it's, really, it, and it's, really it's, do. It's, it's honestly more of a Dallas Goddard thing. Yeah. And the I, I'm not sure Dallas Goddard's not as good as Zach Ertz. I just I don't know if he. I mean, you. I've watched a lot of Eagles games for some reason, and probably because I had Ertz on my team, so I was watching it a lot. I can't tell the difference between the guys half the time. Goddard looks just as good to me. How I I think he is, and I think they're going to keep using him, and they want to see what they have in in Goddard because I mean you have to use that guy. He's going to be good. And Ertz still finished fifth this past year. Goddard was 10th. And that's, I felt like that usage was going up for Goddard. And I mean, Ertz was banged up a bit, but that could continue. And I think Goddard's going to, Goddard, I I just have a feeling Dallas Goddard is going to finish ahead of Ertz next year. That's, that's, I might not rank it that way, but I have a really good feeling that could happen. And I'm going to have Ertz fall off a bit here. I I really, really love that pick. And, Everyone knows how much I, I adore Goddard. I really do think that he is going to be the next big thing as far as tight ends go. Um, Zach Ertz, I like it because it's a ballsy call, right? Uh, no one really expects Ertz, unless he gets hurt, to completely fall off the map. Yep. Um, but I like the fact that you said, I wouldn't be surprised if Goddard um, flipped with him. Um, you know, And people will look at that and be like, oh, Ertz finished fifth. Like, You really think he's going to fall off too much more? But it, you know, Ertz has been a perennial top three tight end. So I, I think that is a very good pick, even if it's not as drastic as some of the other ones. I love that one. Nope. All right. Let's, I guess, do... That was my number three. So let's do your final one before my final two here. This is it for you. Number <laughs> right. three. I don't think anyone's going to really fight me on this one too much, but I think my number three is... Uh, he was actually also the third QB overall, and that was Jameis Winston. So... Yes. Is he a lot of fun to watch? Does he throw the ball a ton? Yes, yes, yes. Um, this was definitely by far the highest he's ever gone uh, because they just let him throw and throw and throw and throw. I mean, even to the detriment of the team, right? You can't throw 30 picks and expect to win. So there's really there's one of two things that can happen. And I'm guessing number, uh, number two. Um, either he continues the way he's doing here and they pretty much throw away next year, even though that's another year off of Mike Evans and Godwin and all these other talented wide receivers and players they have, um, O.J. Howard. Um, or they try to get Jameis Winston to play NFL football where they they try to restrict him. And we've seen how this happens in the past. Yes, he will throw less interceptions, but it kills his touchdown production as well. Um so I just don't see any way that Jameis Winston, and it's part of the reason I believe God, Godwin will go down too, because I do not believe that they can throw the ball like they did this year. And they want to win. You're going to have to try to take it out of Jameis Winston's hands a little bit. He's he a playmaker? Absolutely. But he's also not the guy you want with the ball when you know time is coming down and he, you know if a turnover ends the game. He's definitely not the QB you want. So I think they try to restrict him. I think it goes poorly for his touchdown production. And I think that he drops more to where we're used to seeing him, where he'll be more like, you know, 13th to 15th. And, you know, and that's if, you know, if he doesn't get hurt or something. I didn't put a QB on my list, but if I did, it probably would have been Jameis. It, he, he's ahead of this year, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, and Patrick Mahomes. He's going to finish behind all those next year. I think he's going to finish behind Kyler Murray next year. 
think he'll finish behind Josh Allen next year. You know, those kind of guys. Carson Wentz even probably can beat him out if Carson Wentz actually yeah. has some receivers to throw the ball to. I mean, you didn't even and mention Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers, I mean, yeah, Rodgers as well. Matt Ryan, if he decides yeah. to turn it on. I mean, there's, there, there's a lot. Tannehill, if yep. he's with Tennessee and does what he did last year, he would be above him. So, yep. I mean, that alone, Let you know, not to mention he had a very good year as far as, you know, fantasy well, even, goes. Even a, a full year of Drew Brees, you know, he missed yeah, time Drew this Brees year. We'll as see. well. Yeah. Even though he'll be like 41, he still, I think, has another, you know, he has some more in him. So, all right, that's it for your list then. Yeah. Parker, so, Eckler, Winston, Mostert, Godwin. Yeah. So, so what about you? Who's number right, two? My final two here. We'll go to my number two, and I'm going Julian Edelman. And I don't know. I just feel like it's done. I feel like it's over. I don't know. I'm I'm having no part of Julian Edelman next year. I'm telling you, just I'm that. There's too much just I don't know uncertainty in New England, and. I, I don't know if, if Brady – I'm not going to call him washed, but he's close, you know. He's not quite the same. And Edelman, let's see, finished 13th this year. Man, I'm, I'm going to be ranking him like 25 to 30. Um, I'm, I'm just not – I'm not on board for Julian Edelman next year, and I just think it's going to – part of it, maybe Nikhil Harry steps up. Maybe they get somebody else to step up a little bit, but they can't go on with Edelman being that number one target like that again and – trying to have any kind of passing offense because it just did not work at all for them. So Edelman, he's going to be he'll he's going to drop off 10 15 spots for me. I Edelman was on my short list in order to do it and I, I like the points you made. I mean, 13th was actually the highest he's ever finished, right? Yeah. 19th was the highest before that. Um, you know, in 2018 the year before this he was 23rd even though he missed four games so he was having another one. Um, I kind of I mirror a lot of the things you're talking about, right? So if they finally add, like they try to add another receiver, another target, and they tried with multiple people this year and it did not work out. So he had to catch a lot of balls. Um, you know, even the run game wasn't quite as good. That defense was phenomenal, luckily. So it, that actually helped his production a little bit as far as, you know, being able to throw those those mid routes and and control clock and do all those those things that Edelman is absolutely wonderful at. Um, my worry is what you said about Brady. I don't think that he's washed up, but I do think that you saw a decrease in arm strength. And if they don't add a wide receiver that can immediately come in and and produce for them, especially a a deep threat of some sort, I, I see Brady doing the, you know, the little mid routes, the, you know, dumping it off and Edelman is excellent at that. So I didn't put him on here just because maybe he has one more year of of Tom Brady and him just being the the perfect you know you know fit for one another at at their age. Yeah, Tom. I don't know. Brady Brady's gonna be forty three years old. That's unreal. And still, we'll see if he's then on the team. Got, we'll see won, how it goes. They did win a lot of games though. Yeah, <laughs> and I still think he's gonna be back. I think this whole thing of him not returning, I just don't think it's a. I don't think it's a thing. You know what I mean? I just. Brady with the Patriots, right? It's going to have to happen. Well, they don't, I, I want to know who in the world would they bring in if they yeah, didn't have Brady. No, I mean, they're just—they're going to have to. They're going to have to run it back again. But all right, that's my number two, and I guess I'm going to go with my number one here, and it's going to be Mark Ingram, my number one. Really? Yeah, I, he finished eighth this year, and as much as I like, I was you know Mark Ingram fan. I knew it would work out this year. I just—it it had all the makings of something that's just going to work out and play and be well. He's um he's now he's thirty years old now and 
I he doesn't seem to me. I don't know. I, I feel something. He's just not going. It's not going to quite work out. And there was a lot of games this year where towards the end of the season, he he wasn't necessarily, you know, really lighting the world on fire. He he boosted his stats with receiving touchdowns in the last part of the season. He had no receiving touchdowns weeks one or games like one through ten. Nothing. Not not a single one. And then his final. Let's see, his final six regular season games, he had five receiving touchdowns in those last six games. I think that's I, – I feel that's fluky. I don't know why because he didn't have a lot of catches. So he had – against uh, Houston, he had three catches, two of them for touchdowns. Against the Rams, one catch, it was a touchdown. Then he had two catches against San Francisco, no touchdowns. Three catches against Buffalo, no touchdowns. Against the Jets, one catch, one touchdown. Against Cleveland, two catches, one touchdown. That's a lot of touchdowns. Per, that, that ratio can't stay the same. He's not getting a lot of catches. And that is really what boosted him to be eighth on the season because these last games there, um, the last, the last, let's see here, last, let's go like the last seven games, right? Actually, a lot of these games, 55 yards, 76, 50, 59. He had a 111, then a 48, 34, 115, so he boosted up there, 46, 52, 44, that's not great yardage either. It was a lot of this is boosted by those receiving touchdowns at the end. And then the beginning of the season, game one, 14 carries, 107, two touchdowns. Game three, 16 carries, 103 yards, three touchdowns. That is what boosts his season. I, I'm, I can see myself ranking him about 20th next year. And I think that's a good spot for him. I can see more Justice Hill. I can see more Gus Edwards. So Ingram's going down. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really hate your uh, your reasoning. I think that, um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't see his carries going down, but I get your touchdown production. I mean, it was it was high, so I, maybe I think twentieth is aggressive. But at the same time, um, you know, uh, yeah, I, I get your point. I, I don't, I don't hate that pick. I was kind of surprised to hear it just because I know how much you loved Ingram going into the year. But I mean, it's very true. Yeah. I think it's – I'm just not going to be – the value is not going to be there like it was either. My, I'm you know, trying to look at this fantasy perspective. Right. But to and even that point, he's just going to not be on my radar really. It's just going to be too overvalued and, you know, it's it was a good year, one-year run. He was a good pickup for this year. Won't be well, the I same mean, for next year. Yeah, I was going to say, to be fair, he's been a good pickup for, you know, years prior to that too in, yep. in New Orleans. But. but All right, that's it for fall-off players. But I think we have to end the episode with point spreads again. This week's point spread picks are once again brought to you by MyBookie.com. Make sure you go to MyBookie.com. Use that promo code PROFIT, P-R-O-P-H-E-T. Get you hooked up for this weekend's NFL games. We got Packers, Niners. We have Chiefs and Titans, so go bet on those two games. Get in on the action on that. It's always a good time to do that. We got some UFC. got Conor McGregor. You know, check that out. Also, there's always NBA every night. We've got uh, well, college, college uh, football is now wrapped up, but college basketball is gearing up, getting closer and closer, a month and a half away till March. So you're going to get in on that, get in on March Madness, get yourself set up. You don't want to miss out on any of the action, so go over there. Once again, go to mybookie.com. Use that promo code PROFIT, P-R-O-P-H-E-T. Get yourself set up for all of the games. Do some point spread picks here. Before we finish it off, <laughs> do we have to? I'm getting murdered. In the so, playoffs. 
So you actually went, I think you went two and two last week, I believe. I'm right. 500, but I feel like yeah. I should be doing better in the playoffs. And I went one and three. So I'm, after I followed, oh. up my, I followed up my four and oh with a one and three. I'm only so a game behind. I'm five and three. You're four and four. So if we combined it for the regular season, we're dead even. <laughs> Jeez. But we got, we got two games this weekend. And they're actually, for championship games, they're pretty big point spreads, I would, I would say. So first up, it's Tennessee at Kansas City. Kansas City, seven-point favorites at home. Um, I, I'm going to go Chiefs. I think they're looking – I mean, the way they came back in that game, the way they played that offense, even though Tennessee feels like there's just something – I don't know, something I, to them, I just, I'm just i still going to go Kansas City. Yeah, I really love watching Tennessee, and every time I, I say I'm rooting for them, but I'm picking the other way, and both times in a row it's bitten me. Um, but I can't get off this wagon now. I have to. I have to go against them. I have to go Chiefs. I hope the they Chiefs win once again. But this is a uh, this is my way to to help them out. It's a little bit <laughs> of uh, you know good luck. Never thought you'd be cheering for the Tennessee Titans in the playoffs. I really did not. That's, not since the days of Eddie George. <laughs> I mean, we could have been talking about this in like week twelve, and we would have been like, "That's crazy." Tennessee Titans in the AFC Championship. That just two months ago, we would have been like, "That's uh, you're nuts." It's never going to happen. If they would have listened to me and got rid of Mariota first <laughs> right <laughs> earlier. <laughs> uh, that's true. All right. Second game. Uh, Green Bay at San Francisco. San Francisco, seven and a half point favorites at home. Big point spread here. Seven and a half. They're, they're, they're tough, though. They look, they look good. But seven and a half is a lot of points. You know, I'm going Green Bay. I, I feel I feel Green Bay. I feel this is kind of rigged. I think it's going to be Rodgers, Mahomes. It's going to be like the State Farm Bowl if you watch the commercials. You know, you got Mahomes right. and Rodgers on the. It'd be perfect for State Farm. They'd love it. I'm going. Wow. I'm going to Green Bay. I don't know if they'll. I I have a feeling. Just some. That's the QB matchup everyone wants. Rodgers, Mahomes. That's the matchup everyone really would like to see. I think. Um, San Francisco, Tennessee feels boring to me. Oh my gosh! I know 49ers really put it to the Vikings. They did. It's just that's a it's a large point spread. Where yeah, I'm you, not saying Green Bay is going to win this thing, but right? You seven and a half, seven tough. and a half. It's it a half. It's seven and a half. Even that's. I know the worst part about it, every time I in the playoffs taking the larger spread does not always. No. <laughs> well, and I guess if you look at the last time these two met, San Francisco just just destroyed Green Bay earlier in the year. So yeah, I'm um, oh, man, I can't believe I'm taking the. I'm not taking points on either of these. I'm I'm going to go 49ers on this Just one. Going favorites here. This is uh this is where I I catch up to you in the playoffs. All right, all right. Well, that's going to do it for point spreads, I guess, and for this week's episode. I think uh, next week let's uh, instead of um talking about depressing things that players dropping off, I'm going to talk about some breakout players next year or next week. I got a, I got a few in my mind as we're going through this episode and looking at the guys. I'm already I got a bunch on my mind. I got a bunch of guys that are going to jump up next year. So. We'll go through all of that next week, but that'll do it for today. Talk to you guys next week. 